How are we doing, people? I thought we would just have an evening chat this time. Uh, I think Thursdays are going to move to 5.30 permanently, um, basically because I like sleeping in. I'm just going to fucking be honest. You know, like, uh, I've been pushing my body pretty hard. I want to make sure that I am, uh, this is about health, so rest is important. I have actually been sleeping pretty fucking well, uh, so I thought I would... Uh, uh, switch this up to make it so I have Friday mornings at 7 a.m. and then most of the day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 1 p.m. and Eastern. This is all Eastern time, by the way. And then this uh, Thursday could be 5:30, so we can also reach other people that have uh, have different schedules. So maybe some people can't make it early, and some people can't make it late, and some people can't make it in the middle of the day. So this maybe helps other people get to you know, listen to my crazy ass scream and yell uh, about how ridiculous society is and how stupid some people are. Um, I did just want to say, I appreciate all you motherfuckers showing up. Like I really do. Uh, I wanted to let you know that we have, let's see here. I've got a few things I wanted to go over. We've got our book, fuck being fat, solve your weight problems once for all from ethyl willpower. You can get the book. It's right through our app. And then we, uh, give you, uh, our app for a month, basically live pre-recorded yoga, hit style training. I'm doing a, uh, Crystal's going to walk me through a class, not walk me through. She's going to teach a class for the app. Uh, when I'm done with this about seven o'clock this evening, it's a circuit training class and she is my coach. So you can, uh, you can join in those two If you have the app for a month, then you can also get our coaching. We talk to people on a daily basis, weekly video conference calls. We help people change their life bit by bit by bit. So that is linked right there too. There's a little discount code on there already for you for our, our normal stuff. Um, also, you can go to the ambrosiacollective.com or you can go to tigerfitness.com and look up No Morbidity. It is our non-stimulant, non-thermogenic-based appetite suppressant. Uh, four patented ingredients, clinically human-tested doses. Thousands of people right now are using this to uh, help change their lives, to help change their lifestyles. It is helping them control their hunger and their stress. They're getting better sleep. And the reviews and testimonials are flying in, and we are very, very, very happy. We can't keep it on the shelves, it seems like. We'll be re-upping. We'll, our, we'll come back into stock here, uh, hopefully within the next uh, week and a half to two weeks at the latest. And <clears throat> I'm hoping week and a half. And... Uh, we're very, very, very excited. We are also working on product two, which I'll be, will hopefully be giving you the name of very shortly. We had a name picked out and then realized we legally couldn't use the name. So now we are looking at another name. Anyway, uh, I'm going to say hi to a few people. Sofrito Bandito. Word something. Uh, how, how are you? Sofrito Bandito. Uh, 123-88753. Kin, Elizabeth, how are you? Laura, what's going on? Nina Jimenez uh, on week. One week and two days on no morbidity, great sleep since day one, hunger diminished on day four, controlling sugar cravings. That is fucking amazing. Very fucking pleased. That, thank you very much. That is outstanding. And I mean, I'm, I, I, this is what we're looking for. The, the, this is the type of thing we're looking for. Less hunger, better sleep, better life, healthier. So very, very, very happy. Very, very pleased. And, and happy you're getting good results from it too. Um, give me one second. I'm going to say hi to everybody, and then we are going to go over. I came across this young lady's video today, uh, and I found it to be pretty interesting. Um, she tagged me in it, which is how I did find it, uh, and I don't even know her name. I realized I realized I don't I, I don't know if I caught her name, if my ADHD kind of skipped over it or something like that. But we're going to watch her video, and she is a 40 year old woman 
talking about the plight that she has had from being morbidly obese and how she wasn't really like, I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. Very, very inspiring, very brave woman to be sharing this, especially in today's society where, you know, if you say somebody's fat as fuck and it's not healthy for them, you're somehow seen as some evil person for telling people the fucking truth. Um, such a weird world we live in. Sifter Amelia Winter Allen. What's going on? Uh, Carl, how are you? Sean, how are you doing? How you doing, man? I hope you I hope you're doing. Uh, uh, hope your head's doing good. Fox, Fox, Casey, Rando, Rando, Carl, what's going on? Kania, Kania, Camille, how are you doing? Kimberly Gonzalez, Sabrina, Sheeny, Beanie, what's happening? Uh, K White, see, finally made a show. See, see, some people. Uh, this is preferable timing for them. Katrina. Uh, Catherine Lee, Cindy Pierce, my sleep has definitely improved. I'm so relaxed and fall asleep easy with no morbidity. I love hearing that. That is outstanding. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to pull this over, pull that over, pull that up. Say hi to a few more people, and then we are going to get going. Zephyr, a fan of mine. Uh, she tagged me in it. I don't know if she's a fan of mine. I mean... Uh, she says she watches my videos, and fan is so weird. It's just like, it's weird. So, I've never, uh, I never made a video before, but I am planning on doing a review of No Morbidity. This is my second bottle, and I love it. Michelle, please do um, contact me on uh, either the MFing COO on Twitter or Instagram when you make it. Try to keep it like within a minute range of a quick review. Show the bottle. Uh, and send it to us, or, and I'll send you some email stuff you need to do, and we'll send you something for us. We'll, we'll send you some protein powder or something. Uh, because we're looking for testimonials to help people. Like, you can be a part of helping save the world. We, we have a world to save. We really believe that. So the no morbidity is interesting. I am eating less. I am not stressed out about that. That is awesome. That is great to fucking hear. You know I mean, great to fucking hear. Um, we, we like hearing that. But I've come back later. Have uh, have bear yoga. Come on back. Uh, thanks for, all, uh, for always asking, man. No surgery needed and back to work. That's great to hear, bro. Great, great, great to hear. Um, very glad to have made a live. Okay, that's good. Can't stay long, but catching live. Here, that, outstanding. I'm happy. Just happy you're here. Just happy you're here. So, the way we, the way we live in society right now is very messed up. Like, people want to be in complete denial of lots of things when it comes to health. I just saw, I even saw some videos today talking about this movie coming out and I'm probably going to do a full live about it. I did a quick video about it, but this movie coming out called The Whale, it's about a 600 pound dude. Uh, and people are extremely upset of the fat phobia of using a fucking fat suit. When, if you would have a 600 pound person try to make it through the filming of a video, uh, filming of a, of a movie, the actual schedule for filming is pretty grueling and I couldn't imagine they would fare well. It would likely end them up very, very, very ill or in the hospital. Um, when you're 600 pounds and I know this is hot, people don't want to admit this, but when a four or five, 600 pound person, if we just follow them around with a camera all day long and then put that out, like, and I know people are sounding like, well, we have my 600 pound life. Even my 600 pound life does not begin to show the tragedy of these people. Like it's not like it's still understated. Like people don't understand. Like 
four, five, six hundred pound people, if you just follow them around with a camera for a day, you'd realize the 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 visuals of misery and depression and like just sadness, you know, what would be would would be change it would change society. I think we should do it. But these people are pretty much stating like, well, I can't believe we're not going to show like it's not going to be a real fat person, a real 600 pound person. Good luck finding one that, that can act in like that. I mean, that can even physically make it like 600, it's 600 pounds. You are in an extreme, extreme, extreme um, physical jeopardy at all times. And we don't want to see that in society. We, 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 we and I think it's multiple fold. In that we as a society have become extremely weak as people. Like people do not want to face their own shit at all. People don't want to face their own uh, their own plight, their own realities. They just don't. They would rather be lied to. And of course, like the media is going to want you fat. Like you get that, like the media, the pharmaceutical industry, like the people that you buy shit from and that pay the people that advertise the shit you buy, they want you to consume as much of it as they can have you consume. Like they want to, you know, have you consume as much food as you can shove in your pie hole at the fastest pace possible. And if it makes you sick, their friends in the pharmaceutical industry have something in order to, uh, in order to fucking you know, keep you alive so you can continue to eat. Like, this is reality. Like, you know it. We all know this. Like, we know these things. That's the, my problem with society right now. Like, there are so many truths that we just know. You know it. You know? I mean, you absolutely know it. And and we, we don't want to admit it. Like, because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I I'd rather have somebody hurt my feelings than me, than me do shit. Like, I mean, I don't understand that. That's not how I am, but, uh, that's how society is. I found this young woman's video to be pretty interesting and telling. So I'm just going to let her get to it. Um, here we go. And this is fat girl on a diet. I would like for all of you. Oops. Hang on a second. I knocked over a water bottle. I thought I stepped on awesome sauce, but I knocked over a water bottle. I would like for you all, I am going to put her, her, her video in the, in the chat. I want you all, when you're done here, go, go subscribe to this young lady's channel and give her all the support in the world. Now I would like to say right off the bat, I'm going to give some, some pieces of advice to this young lady too, while we're having, the, while we're having this conversation. Hey everyone, welcome back to Fat Girl on Diet. And as always, I will start my video with... So she calls herself Fat Girl on a Diet. Um, but uh, please go subscribe to her channel. Um, I'm going to say this though to Fat Girl on a Diet. I really hope you do not monetize your weight loss. Uh, monetizing your weight loss, sharing your weight loss journey and monetizing it in any way has shown not to work well for people. Um, I did investigate a little bit. She does have some other social media. She does a lot of TikTok for uh, book club and stuff like that, too. So this might just be just her way of sharing and keeping herself accountable. But we are just going to go take a look at everything. We're going to watch this video. I am going to play this video back, by the way, at 1.5 speed because it's 22 minutes long. <laughs> 
All right, so. Saying, I apologize for the super loud fan noise in the background. My house is an old house. It's built in the 1950s. And this air return for the addition is super loud. I don't know why. We have one in the dining room that's super loud and one in my office slash guest room slash where I like to record videos. And it's super loud. It doesn't matter what time of year you are here, you hear a loud fan noise. It's super fun when I'm hosting meetings at work. Just saying. Anyway, I apologize. Hopefully it will kick you out at some point in this video. All right. As you can tell from the title, this video might be a little bit controversial. And and the title of this video, by the way, is my warning to young people who are obese. So I I thought I, I'm going to interject fairly often to possibly give pieces of advice or give my thoughts, uh, but mostly so I don't get stricken by the algorithm for just letting her video play uh, over like, because I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to just copy her work, but I do really believe her video is super, super, super important. I really struggled for the last week or so on whether or not I even wanted to post this or if I, even if I wanted to have the conversation at all, because I realized that this could either be taken well or be really, really, really cause a lot of hate to come on my channel. I have very few followers. So I figure if it causes a lot of controversy, um, I can't talk today. Controversy. It is what it is. You know, like now, I, I mean, if I, I, and again, I don't want you, any of you that watch my shit. Uh, I don't want any of you to ever go to anybody's channel and give them grief. Uh, I really, that's not like, not when I talk about like the, like April's and Tesla, like, I don't, I don't want that. I'm just stating my opinion. You know, um, I definitely would like that if you did go over to her channel and you saw somebody in the comments giving her a hard time, I would definitely like for you to stand up for her because, and I'm going to say this, I don't know if I agree with everything this woman said. I can tell you that I have watched this entire video and in, in our society today, I'm this woman, this woman should be super proud of herself. And uh, just to make this video, because she's right. What she's about to say is, and I'm going to point out radically, unfortunately, controversial. It shouldn't be controversial at all. It, it absolutely shouldn't, but it is. And not, I don't have, I don't have a whole lot of time or money wrapped into this channel anyway. So whatever. Why am I talking about this? A couple reasons. My niece and nephew got me into TikTok about a year ago and I've been on all, like I'm old. I've been on social, like Facebook since it started. I've been on all the socials. TikTok was new for me. And my niece like loves TikTok. So she talked at Mary into joining TikTok. And I do really love TikTok, but I have a very love-hate relationship with TikTok. I think it's a great platform for having fun, connecting with others, sharing life hacks and tips and just things that, you know, information and things like that, that I, I really love about the platform. But I also think it's a really good way of <laughs> spreading misinformation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes promoting things that I don't think are as healthy as they should be. And one of those is, of course, health, wellness, obesity, those sorts of things. For the last year or so, I've also been following other YouTube channels in my other accounts, not in this account, um, in my other account that are, weight, I consider them weight loss channels, but they're not really weight loss channels. They're more promoters of healthy living and trying to squash the whole idea that being obese is okay. A couple of those is, of course, obese to beast. I watch him and also I watch Alan Roberts. There's a couple other ones. Those are my Thank you very much. I don't know how you're watching the both of us anymore because we're so very different, but I appreciate you. I really do. Two main ones I watch. Love Alan Roberts. I know people don't always like him because he's very blunt, but that's actually one of the things. What? That what? I like about him is that he doesn't sugarcoat anything and he just says it as it is. One of the things I've noticed in, in this whole world of TikTok and, and YouTube is that there are a lot of people on TikTok that are promoting health at every size, body positivity. You can be as obese as you want to be and you're still healthy no matter what size you are and you should be proud of who you are and proud of yourself no matter what weight you are, blah, blah, blah. 
And I agree with some of that, but there are some major, major, major issues with this message that I want to tell you from someone who's gone through it herself. So what I'm, what I'm telling you is personal experience. It is not me pushing ideal, ideals and things on you, nothing, nothing like that. This is just from my personal experience, what I've gone through and what my medical team has told me about the fact that I'm as big as I am. So I'm going to preface this by saying that this is my experience and I want to share it with people as a warning of what can happen if you don't get your health under control now. This is what I, where I find amazing, like, because she's about to discuss a bunch of shit that people do not want to admit. I mean, uh, like people get ready for it. Uh, she's about to, she's about to say a lot of stuff that people just absolutely want to ignore. That is absolute truth. You know, uh, I have coached at this point in time, Crystal and I have coached probably a thousand health, thousand people from obese weights to healthy states. Um, and not, not that doesn't even include that's coaching. That doesn't even include the people we've been in contact with. Um, and this, the, I say it all the time. Like if, if we would actually truly show the lives, not the, not the social media picture, snapshot, filtered five pound of makeup life that people want you to see. But if we would just follow one of these fat acceptance people around for a day with a camera, you would see misery, like abject misery. That's why they're so pissy. That's why they get so fucking upset when somebody points it out. Like, just let you be fat and happy. Like the, the, they just let me eat is what, is what it is. Cause that's the only enjoyment that they get is food. And the thought concept of, you know, moving away from it, it's for a lot of these people, it's daily pain, physical agony in their joints, their back, their, their, their system, they're inflamed. It's the imminent fear like of death, like the Grim Reaper has got to be right around the corner. You know, like, I mean, you know, if you're 350 pounds, you know, you could die of a bad case of the hiccups. You feel it. Nobody at 350 pounds feels healthy. Like nobody. Not even the powerlifters and strongmen. You can ask them. None of them feel healthy at 350 pounds. They may feel strong for what they need to do, but they don't feel healthy. Nobody feels healthy at 300 plus pounds. Nobody. No fucking body feels healthy at 300 plus pounds. So I actually kind of joined an early version of health at every size type thing um, when I was in my late teens, early 20s. This was back when the internet was still dial up. Wow. Really kicked down. Look at that. Anyways, this is back when internet was still dial up. We had to get on the phone line. My parents would get so mad because I'd tie up the phone for like an hour. My dad would be like, get off. I got phone calls to make. But anyway, that that's how old I am. Okay. I'm like in my front 40. So just there you go. Age. Anyway, so there was these old message boards back in the day. And I remember getting on a message board. I don't even know how I found the message board, but it was like a love yourself always, no matter what kind of message board. And there was a section on there for obese people or fat, fat people, essentially getting on there and talking about, you should love yourself. And it doesn't matter how big you are, that you, if people don't love you for you, they don't really love you at all, that sort of right. thing. And I bought into that in my 20s, in my late teens, early 20s, because I was so frustrated. I remember not being able to lose weight. There's a, I look back at that now and I realize there's a multitude of reasons why I could not lose weight back in the day, but I just wasn't smart enough. I didn't have enough life experience and I didn't have anybody in my life that knew anything about health, wellness, fitness, nutrition, anything like that that I could rely on at the time. My mother was obese. My father eats like no offense. I love my dad very much. He eats like a toddler. Like he literally. So here, here's the thing. She's one of the, and we have a lot of people her age in her thirties that grew up obese because just like she's saying, her parents ate like shit. And to be real, like my parents were told that if they didn't give me a, like, you know, a full glass of orange juice and milk with sugary cereal every day before I went to school, uh, when I was a toddler, well, not toddler, but when I was in like my, in grade school, they were told that they were bad parents if they didn't give that. And I'd have weak bones and vitamin C. I wouldn't have to get my vitamin C and all sorts of shit. Um, they were literally told that they would be bad parents. 
give by not giving a child was very clearly hyperactive child uh like 100 grams of sugar before they went to fucking school in a day you know like like the it shifted when i was a child like when i was in you know in my early like in my you know right before right right when i turned 10 into like you know into my teens it definitely shifted to very sugar focused and then there was the low fat craze and all that like like the the messaging was very directed towards not being healthy and i mean i'm sorry this is another thing that society just doesn't want to seem to be honest about but since she's going to be so honest i'm just going to be very bluntly honest with all of you we all know that the government is making you fat like the government is responsible for the the food pyramid and if you believe you should have 11 servings of fucking grains a day and that's not what's actually keeping you fat is the processed carbohydrates at this stage you're just kind of in denial. You know it. Like, I mean, people know they're addicted to sugar. They know that they're addicted to these, you know, uh, like pastries and sugary drinks and all sorts of stuff. We know these things. It's not like it, if you want to deny it, that's great. But in reality, that's what happened. You know, like, I mean, they basically gave a, uh, you know, let the let the food companies come up with the food pyramid and our health has declined radically as a population ever since. It, it, it's look it up. Early eats like my father. He does not eat healthy at all. And that's the house I grew up in. Nobody in my family knew how to eat healthy. So I'm trying to go on these diets and I'm doing all these crash diets or all these fad diets because nobody sat down and informed me how to actually lose weight. And we didn't have health insurance. And I didn't have money to go see doctors. So I remember being like 20 years old and being 300 pounds in college and frustrated because I couldn't figure out how to lose the weight. And so when I got on this message board and people were talking about love yourself, it doesn't matter if you're 300 pounds, love yourself and be happy and feel like you're beautiful. And I was like, yes, that's, that's it. I'm going to love myself even if I'm big and I don't care. And, if, and the doctor's just discriminating against me when he tells me to lose weight. And it wasn't the movement that you have today. There were no terms for it. It was just love yourself. So you see, like, this this is what happens. Like, a, a group of people are told, like, they're frustrated, they're upset. And to a certain degree, rightfully so, because the, the fad diet craze, like, here's the thing. Like, the problem is there's a difference between diets and fad diets. Fad diets are, like, the you know, cabbage soup diet. I have actually known people that have done that and have lost a tremendous amount of weight because all they consume is cabbage soup. And part of it is like, nobody will fucking invite their ass out at all anywhere because um, uh, they smell like cabbage uh, all the fucking time. But also um, that uh, they're not ingesting calories. You know, they're, they're, they're just inge ingesting like electrolytes and stuff like that. So there's the fad diets like those, and then there's just the diets diets. Now, the thing about the diets diets um, is that uh, for the diets diets, they actually work. They're just, unless the permanent person makes them permanent, it's like not a fucking, it's not a permanent change. So uh, thank you very much for the tip. Gained 200 pounds after spending three years fighting overseas, m uh, multiple pelvic and spinal injuries, and TBI, most, most, uh, uh, debilitating factors was depression and poor food choices. Quit sugar and walk five miles a day every, uh, every morning. I'm happy you're happy you're doing better. Thank you for the tip, and I if uh, I, I hope you continued success. Um, and yes, they really do smell like cabbage all the time. Um, 
yourself no matter what your weight was. This was before plus size models were even a thing. Like this was the beginning of all of this. And I bought right into it and thought it was lovely. And I remember for like the next 10 years or so, every time a doctor would tell me to lose weight, I would get offended. And I would be like, I, everything's fine. You know, my blood work is normal. I don't have diabetes. You've tested me and everything comes back normal. My blood pressure is normal. I Gravity exists. And, and to be real, and she's about to go over this, but it does like you, you, the human body is not meant to be that big. It's just not, it catches up. You're in a constant inflammatory state. Inflammation will eventually lead to some sort of chronic illness. It is, it is unavoidable to be, if you are, if you are in your early twenties and 300 pounds, you need to adjust or you're not going to live a long time. This is another societal truth that people just don't want to admit um, because they just want to pretend. It's like we're in this like pretend land, you know, like you cannot identify as healthy. You can't. I mean, there are different, you know, health is definitely a spectrum. No doubt. I wouldn't like I'm pretty fucking healthy, but could I be healthier? Of course. There's not like a line that is health and unhealthy. Like there's not a line. There are people that are much more radically unhealthy than other people. And those are mostly fat people, you know, uh, mostly fat people. Feel good. This was back when I was a big, big, big girl. I was like 300 pounds, but I could still go for hikes and I could play sports with my friends. And I, I had no mobile issues. Like literally, if you looked at me in my twenties to probably like very early thirties, like up to maybe even up to like 33, 34, I was a big person, but it really did not affect me at all all of my medical stuff was normal. Physically, I felt good. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, I would get winded going upstairs or something like that, but I had no issue doing physical things for the most part. And also didn't really have a whole lot of issues um, really with anything weight related. So I thought that what I was saying was true. You know, it's okay to be big. It's okay to love myself as I am. And I don't need to worry about what anybody else thinks. So. And you hear this all the time. Like, I mean, you, you really, really do. And it, it's sad because like, like just speaking from, from my stance, like I wish I would have taken a lot of things much more seriously when it comes to even lifting heavy. Like I don't get me wrong. I love lifting heavyweight. I fucking loved clang and bang. Like I, I just like, I loved fucking tossing heavyweight up off the floor and up over my head. Like I fucking loved it. But you know, you know, every like the, the extra special attention I have to pay to my lower back now to make sure I stay stretched out. And uh, the problem, you know, the, the pain I feel in my knees sometimes like, I wish I would have taken it differently. You know, like I, I just really do all the way to, I wish I would have never gotten obese ever. Like I wish I would have never, ever, ever gotten fat. Um, I really, really do. Not because I even, I, I know yet the, the, I don't have any serious ramifications of being morbidly obese yet. Uh, when I was, when I was uh, even just a few years ago, but the possibility of something still popping up is radically hot, much higher because I was fat, very fat for a while. And I worry about it all the time. It's stress that I don't even like having that I caused unduly to myself um, that I think about fairly consistently. Um, I have a goal to be, you know, lift nine pounds when I'm 90, nine pound grandchild or great grandchild. I want to be able to carry around when I'm 90 years old and not have the rest of the family worried that I'm going to fucking drop them. Um, and I want to go dancing with my wife at, you know, grandchildren's weddings and shit like that. We don't even have grandchildren yet. You know, like, um, my life is very full and I like some of the biggest stresses I have are if things I have, uh, like ways I have like trained and eaten and stuff like that, if they're going to have negative ramifications later on, 
Luckily, everything seems to be really, really good. Doctors are wondering what the fuck I'm doing. That's how healthy I am. Most of it is just I, my wife is my coach and uh, like she has me very fucking healthy right now. She is in charge of my food and shit like that. Like she takes really good care of me. And Kate, by the way, here's our coaching. There's, there's the book. Uh, but, um, so the, it catches up with everybody, you know? I can understand what it's like when you're young and people are telling you to love yourself and you are like, I'm going to eat what I want to eat and I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm healthy and I don't need to worry about all this stuff because there's also this really beautiful thing about being young. I call it being young and dumb because you think it won't happen to me. It won't, all these things happen. It won't happen to me because I'm different and I will allow things like that to happen. Right. And then I turned 35 (laughs) and things went That seems to be, by the way, that seems to be... Mid thirties seems to be the age, you know, uh, where people notice very serious problems starting. Um, we're still many, many people in denial. I think Tess is in her late thirties and I guarantee you that woman is like, you can watch her move and Tess holiday is in dramatic physical agony moving. Um, she, she, her, her mobility sucks. She probably can't wipe her own ass unassisted. I'm just going to, she probably can't, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that to be an insult. I'm saying that like fucking, again, like, let's all be realistic. Okay. Like it's not, it's, it's not like it's a real thing. Like when people get really, really big, they have a hard time cleaning themselves, wiping themselves, stuff like that. It's true. You know, go through with you at 40 years old. I'm currently 40 years old. And at my last weigh-in, I weighed in at 386 pounds. I am actively trying to lose weight, but good for you. And, uh, I'm using your video. So the least I could do is since I'm using your video, the least I can do is offer you a consultation on me. So if you see this, please reach out to me at the MF and COO on either Twitter or Instagram and anything we can do, it'll be completely confidential. And I will gladly, uh, uh, I'll gladly, gladly, gladly see, see what I can do to help you out. I have a lot to lose. So let's go through the list of all the issues that I now have at 40 because I have been 300 plus pounds since the age of 20. I've spent 20 years of my life at 300 pounds or higher. Let me tell you. This is not going to be pretty. Let me tell you the side effects of that. First of all, at the age of 35, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Now, look, I'm not, I understand that cancer, it's, there's a lot people don't know about cancer. But what I will tell you is that I was tested for genetic testing. I do not have any genetics that caused my cancer. And I have been obese for 20 years. Ovarian cancer is on the list of cancers that are directly linked to obesity due to hormone levels. A lot of people don't realize that fat stores estrogen. So you end up with a higher estrogen level when you're fat and high estrogen. Yeah, fat fat is an organ. It is it is a hormone producing organ and it produces estrogen, leptin, and a few other things that uh, when produ- when you have too much fat, um, it actually produces too much of these uh, hormones. And that's why being obese is linked to 13, I believe it is, different types of cancer, even more prevalently than smoking and cigarette smoking is, you know? estrogen often results in breast cancer and ovarian cancer. In fact, after my genetic testing, my doctor, I straight asked him and I said, it's not genetic. What caused my cancer? And my doctor, who is one of the top doctors at the University of Chicago, told me to my face, the fact that you are obese is what caused your cancer. He said, most likely, obviously you could take that. Yeah. He can't say specifically because like he doesn't, he can't, you know, uh, he can't fucking say that, you know, directly, but you know, I mean, good doctor, because it's fucking true. For what you will, you can look up research. There's tons of articles. Um, you just Google it and look at like medical studies on obesity and ovarian cancer is directly linked yeah. to obesity. And again, Absolutely. my doctor from the University of Chicago told me 
that my cancer was most likely caused from my obesity. So 35 years old, I had to go through a complete hysterectomy, lymph node removal, six oh. rounds of chemotherapy. Um, thank God I am five years in remission right now. But Congratulations. And I'm so sorry you had to go through that, but congratulations. Wow. Thank you. But every day that I am obese, my risk of recurrence is high. So ovarian cancer, most likely linked to my obesity. Um, and then a side effect of cancer treatment is I also have lymphedema. I have neuropathy in my toes and in my fingertips and lots of side effects just from cancer treatment alone. So again, we can't say those are obesity caused side effects, but the cancer is likely caused by obesity. So anyway. And if you, so basically what you're saying is she didn't have obesity, she wouldn't have gone through the cancer treatment and therefore she wouldn't have the neuropathy in her fingers and toes and stuff like that, which is very dangerous for a morbidly obese person to have any type of uh, ambulatory or uh, appendage neuropathy because circula circulation is already an issue due to possible insulin resistance and stuff like that. Uh, so it's a very serious fucking thing, you know? There's that. All right, let's continue on the list. Okay, these are things that are directly caused from obesity. Um, gallbladder removal. So you're probably like gallbladder. Okay, let me explain. Yep. My gallbladder was removed from my diet because I eat like crap. I eat yep. a lot of fast food, high fat. Most people that have to have their gallbladders removed, by the way, most people that have, have their gallbladders removed, it's because they eat like shit. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost specifically, oh my goodness. Yes. You didn't know that, uh, you didn't know that, uh, ovarian cancer was linked to obesity. Absolutely. A very, uh, uh, endometrial cancer, ovarian cancer, bunches of uh, several others, but it's, they're estrogen fueled. Any estrogen fueled breast cancer, um, are much, much higher, much, much more high correlation of it fat, high greasy foods. And my gallbladder had to be removed about two years ago. And I actually had to go see a special doctor because apparently gallbladder surgery is not safe all the time on obese people due to having to move organs around. I had to go. Many surgeries are not as, are not safe on obese people. We, we knew a lady who uh, had endometrial cancer who had to get gastric bypass. She was like 600 pounds, but she had to get gastric bypass because she needed to lose like lose weight very, very, very quickly to be able to survive the surgery for her endometrial cancer. Like, the way that the surgery, the way they have to tilt the body for the, for the endometrial cancer surgery she needed to have uh, would have caused problems due to her size. So they needed to have her lose like 150 pounds in like a year in order to get to the cancer in time. And she did, luckily for her. But I mean, when you're morbidly obese, medical procedures are much, much, much harder on you also. Medical procedures don't work as well on people. Vaccines don't work as well on obese people because there's more of the obese person and then they can't increase the dosage enough and be safe you know, without it becoming cytotoxic in your system. And I'm not talking about the one that we got going on now because it's not real. Anyway, but uh, again, I've talked about uh, uh, echocardiograms and sonograms don't work as well because they can't crank up the volume basically on the sound waves loud enough to get a good uh, bounce back sonar. Uh, but uh, without it, without the sound waves actually damaging the tissue, the same thing with x-rays, oftentimes x-rays can't be, uh, can't be done well on obese people for certain tumors, cancers and stuff like that, because in order for the x-rays to get through the mass, they'd have to crank up the photon so high uh, that it, the radiation would kill the person because there's a thing called photon de degradation. You know, there's, there's a lot of these things that when people say, well, the doctor's fat phobic or fat phobia, phobia in medicine, and don't get me wrong, the medical industry is fucking ridiculous right now. The healthcare industry is not actually about health. It is about sickness. But a lot of times when people go to the healthcare industry, 
that uh, it, they don't get good results because they're just too fucking big to get good test results and shit like that. It just absolutely is. And I wanted to answer this one really quick. Does fat store estrogen and ferment as well? It absolutely does. And that's one of the reasons why men that are stayed morbidly obese like a long time actually get gyno and they get breast tissue and stuff like that. I'm very lucky that I don't have it. But uh, I do have extra skin right here. Not a lot, but a little bit. Like when i am got a full pump, you can't see it at all. But, um, but yeah, it does. And men get, fat men get breast cancer too. A lot. A lot more, you know? To a surgeon who specializes in bariatric surgery so that he could help get my gallbladder out, who informed me that the reason my gallbladder went sluggish, I didn't have gallstones. My gallbladder sluggish gallbladder. Sluggish. Yep. He said it happens because when you eat a crappy diet, your gallbladder has to overwork itself. And when it overworks itself, it actually can cause the gallbladder to tire out and become yeah. sluggish so mm -hmm. that it's so overworked, it just doesn't work. So gallbladder liver. All right. Hernia and these are the things that they don't tell you, by the way. My stomach wall. Again, lots of abdominal surgeries. On a normal person, this wouldn't necessarily be an issue. But when you're carrying excess weight, it constantly pulls at the abdominal wall. Yep. So I have hernias all over my stomach that they'll sew one up and they'll heal, heal up and then I'll get another one. And then they'll yeah. sew that one up. If they, every six months I was going in for hernia surgeries, they'll sew one up. And then mm. guess what? Mary has a ton of stomach weight. So that one heals and then I get another one. So I have multiple hernias and surgeries. And until I lose weight, we'll continue to have multiple surgeries. I have high blood pressure now. Yes, indeed. I have high blood pressure, normal blood pressure all the way through until I hit 35. I now have high blood pressure and I'm now on medication at 40. I have high cholesterol and got to see my very first cardiologist this year because I have such high cholesterol that I'm at risk of heart disease. So they are monitoring me because they're pretty sure I have blood. This is, by the way, this is very typical of the, of uh, a mid to late thirties or mid, uh, mid, mid to late thirties, early forties, um, uh, uh, obese woman, like morbidly obese woman. This is extremely, extremely typical. Just, I mean, don't, don't let the fucking fat acceptance movement fool you. This is, I mean, this woman uh, does have a lot of shit going on, um, but it does sound like she takes good care of this. I would imagine there are more women out there that have hernias in their stomachs that they don't know anything about. They're like, there's a lot of things that probably go underdiagnosed that women don't go to the doctor for anymore at all. Um, but this is very typical. This, this sounds like the normal obesity spiral for people over 300 pounds. I mean, this, there's like a very serious obesity spiral for people that are of this weight. Blockages that in a few years. Yeah, no, no shit. So much respect for this woman. This, 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 this woman deserves all the accolades. Please again, do go subscribe to her channel. Um, and my only thought to you, uh, young lady, cause I'm still way older than you. Um, don't monetize your, your weight loss journey. Like, update people that's great but don't monetize it so dude the hernia thing is real i developed a hernia at 17 now 35 i was over 200 pounds all through high school healthy and obese does not exist absolutely it does not unless i get my diet under control they're gonna have to go in and do angiograms and angioplasty on me to get my uh, heart cleaned up because it's full of cholesterol and blockages from me eating like crap yeah. for 20 years i have sleep apnea that's another fun one so I would be, I would have been shocked if she did not have sleep apnea. Sleep apnea was like one of my telltale signs that I needed to absolutely get healthy. Um, the statistics for people that have 17 inch neck and neck and diameters, uh, and sleep apnea are tremendously high. So, um, it's, uh, it's, it, I would, I would, I would have absolutely, she's a 300 plus pound woman. I would have been absolutely shocked if she did not have sleep apnea. I do think she probably had sleep apnea for much longer than what she uh, thought she has had it for. Um, and this is this is this is fat girl on a diet. I still don't know her name. 
Uh, but that's literally her channel name is Fat Girl on a Diet. So I shared her uh, the link to this video up up a little above. I'll share it again here before we're done. So I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I can't figure out why I'm tired. Doctor, science, do a sleep study. And guess what? Yep. I have gained so much weight. Yeah. At pressing, almost 400 it's pounds. Sleep but I don't have sleep apnea, which has a multitude of other issues that we yep. even list. Okay. Yeah. I have knee problems. So at the beginning of the year. Not and I mean, this is this is the thing that bothers me. Like she's about to talk about some shit that I just wish that people would take me more seriously as because like I keep I get all the time people like, well, you don't you don't know my blood work. I don't need to see your fucking blood work to know that gravity works. You know, I don't need to see your fucking blood work to know that when you are 200 pounds heavier than you fucking should be, that it is destroying your motherfucking knees. I don't need to see your blood work. I don't. I absolutely don't. I know from looking at you that you are already in a chronic inflammatory state and that you are indeed uh, putting yourself at massive increased risk and pressure uh, on your knees, a massive, massively increased risk because you're already inflamed, developing osteoarthritis. And then you add the extra weight on top of it, and here we go, you know? Not only did I mess up one knee, I messed up two knees. Do you want to know how I messed up my knees? I bought a house with stairs. Yep. I've been on one level most of my life. I never really had stairs. I bought a house with stairs, thinking not a big deal. Two bedrooms downstairs. Two bed Aunt Mary needs lots of space for all her nieces and nephews to come visit. When you're taking stairs every day at like, you know, close to 400 pounds, it's not easy on the knees. So not only did I you know, tear ligaments in my one knee, I tore ligaments in the other knee. And I actually will eventually need to have a double knee replacement. I Absolutely. I, I, the thing, the, that's what I think people don't get. And I, this is, I say this very, I just, if any, if, if any, if anybody's going to listen, please listen to me. Okay. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. All right. I, I don't. I, 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 I wish I could say I did to a certain degree. I just don't want to see what I know we're going to see. Like the wave of illness, death, surgeries that is coming already is just people don't. It's like we don't want to see it. Right. But like. Almost everybody that's 300 pounds when they're 200 years, like if you're 250 pounds at 20 years old and you keep gaining weight, knee replacements are in your future. Do you know how many fucking people that is? Do you know how many people we're going to have get knee replacement surgeries? You don't think that the profit from this is beneficial to companies? Like we wonder why we don't actually have preventative health care. It's because they're making money off you motherfuckers. Like, that's the fucking thing. Like, the the amount of, like, listen to what this woman has said, the procedures that she is on. Think about that. She's probably on seven or eight medications, right? The amount of money that this woman is personally spending and that the societal burden of this and uh, uh, multiply it by 100 million fat fucking people and another fucking 100 million overweight people that are going to have probably half the problems. And then, you know, tack onto it that people don't take good care of their immune systems and, anymore and shit like that. Like the wave of chronic illness and death that is coming is not something I look forward to. People wonder why I'm so passionate about getting people healthy and passionate about trying to make sure people realize the necessity to try to take your health seriously is I don't want to see what's coming, what I know is coming. I was in the healthcare industry. For those of you that do not know, I was an executive in the healthcare industry for over a dozen years. 
I was all up and down the Eastern United States in assisted livings, in uh, skilled nursings, in hospitals, in so many things. It is old people and fat people are in hospitals. We are just getting fatter and, and they're not, no, nobody, no industry seems, the healthcare industry, our public health officials, nobody is trying to stop it. We just went through two and a half years of a health event, a, of a uh, population level health event where a virus that was known at the very beginning, known at the very beginning to be very problematic for elderly people and fat people, we, instead of warning fat people and trying to get fat people to unfatten themselves, told everybody to stop working out, closed gyms, closed parks, closed, like, you know, all this shit and stressed people out and told them not to even walk around and go outside. They were arresting people for jogging on the beach. People like we could get alcohol delivered to the house, but you couldn't go to a gym. The wave, we got so much fatter, so much fatter in the last two and a half years when we were already, this woman, this, this woman's problem started before the fucking pandemic. We, we cannot like the wave of illness and death that is coming. I am, I'm an atheist, but I'm going to say this. The wave of illness and death that's coming is biblical, biblical in nature. We have to do something like wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake up. Shake yourself awake and realize that the reality that is being sold to you where people that are 300 pounds are in any way glamorous, that they lead any way glamorous of a life, that is not true. That is social media snapshots of bullshit. That is, that it is, it is crazy. Crazy. Like people need to wake up to the fact that what this woman is saying is not this is not anomalous. This is the norm. This is what people are seeing. This, this, this is the reality. People wonder why I'm so passionate about it, why I'm talking about it all the time. It's because millions of people are going to die every single year from avoidable, chronic, lifestyle-driven illnesses. Millions more than already do. We lose about 1.6 million people a year in America alone to chronic, avoidable, lifestyle-driven illnesses. It is statistics. It is numbers. They are lifestyle-driven chronic illnesses. According to all of the data, multiple studies, 90% of type 2 diabetes is avoidable by lifestyle change. 80% of all cardiovascular disease is avoidable by lifestyle change. 70% of all cases of strokes, 70% of all cases of cancer are avoidable by lifestyle change. Yet our public health officials are not talking about this. And you can see ads on TV on how, on what medications to take. And you should talk to your doctor about taking this medication if you're stressed out. Like we don't talk about obesity. I mean, at all, like whatsoever, like whatsoever, we suppress people that make it their life's work to try to help people escape from this. We monetize binge eating behavior and on, you know, on, on social media platforms so we can slap advertisements on it. What this woman is describing is very typical of what people go through. 
What this woman is describing is not anomalous. It is not, she is not an exception to the rule. She's the fucking rule. When you are morbidly obese, shit goes wrong. You are unhealthy. Reality exists. I can't do that because of my weight. But I have so much weight that the cartilage is so torn down in my knee. Yep. But I actually need both of my knees completely replaced. Yep. We're not done yet. I have arm pain. Okay. So this is a weird one. When you lay down, your arm should like be flat with your body, right? Like when you're laying this yep. should be flat with your body. But I have I have sleep apnea, so I have to prop myself up. So I have to actually lay propped, and then my arm actually goes back like this. Pulls so back. I have actually torn the muscles on the top of each arm, on both arms, not because I was lifting. The medial the 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 medial deltoid had. Uh, gets stretched out and often frays off of the bone. Pulling, tear, doing anything fun. Literally, they became torn and like sprained, sprained because I have to prop myself up and I'm too fat. So my arm yeah. hangs backwards and it caused injury to the arm. Yeah. True story. That's a stupid it's, injury, but there you go. It's, I have it's, it's actually, that the thing is, it's not. It's not a stupid injury. To morbidly obese people that have sleep apnea, that's more common than what people think. Because when they lay there, they lay, they lay, they lay with their arms back like this and it pulls on their shoulders. I'm surprised she hasn't talked about rotator cuff pain because that's normally the actual injury that happens. The deltoid thing I've heard before, the medial deltoid head pulling away from the bone. Um, but I was surprised that she's not talked about some sort of bicep tear and or uh, uh, a rotator cuff tear because your bicep, ten your, your bicep is made up of two tendons that come up through and one of the tendons goes through the actual through the shoulder socket. Disc. A lot of people don't realize when you carry excess weight in your stomach, it causes your back to kind of like yeah, curve. curve. I don't know how to explain it. Your back curves. So instead of your spine being like straight, it'll curve against the weight of your stomach fat. So if you are overweight for a long period of time, it can actually cause that curve to become so strong that your disc will become herniated. So I have back pain and the only way to solve that back pain is literally to lose weight. And then if it doesn't straighten over time, they can go in and try to straighten it like with surgery, but I can't even go in for that surgery because I'm so overweight that they'd fix it and it would immediately herniate again yep. because it's right on the curve where my weight has pulled my back. So you're talking 20 plus, plus years of my, my spine being curved like that. And yep. eventually the, it just, the disc just gave out. All right. These ones are really nasty. So prepare yourself. Okay. Yep. Get ready. I'm having trouble wiping myself. That's an embarrassing one. When you're 400 pounds, it ain't so easy to get yourself like, you know, you know, like you can't, cause you got, you got too much fat. And I've also reached the point where you can't like, you know, through, because again, there's just, there's too, too much fat. Do you realize there are so many obese people in the world that there's actually a tool you can buy for this? <clears throat> That's embarrassing. That was an embarrassing purchase, but rather than. I bet you Tess Holidays has uh, rhinestones on it. Run around smell like poop. I admitted defeat and bought the tool. I'm not going to use that tool for very long because that's embarrassing. Okay. And last but not least, I have issues with peeing myself due to a weak pelvic floor. This again is partially due to ovarian cancer, cancer and partially due to my weight. Um, number one, anybody who's in surgical menopause will have a weakening mm -hmm. of the pelvic floor. That comes from the lack of estrogen in your body. I yeah. no longer have estrogen because of my menopause. Okay. I'm in surgical menopause. So it's normal for a woman to have a weaker pelvic floor due to the fact that you have less estrogen, the skin starts to thin out, the muscles weaken, that sort of thing. Usually that happens several years after menopause. So this is an issue that happens, you know, like 10 to 15 years after you go into menopause. I've only been in surgical menopause for five years. So why is it an issue for me now? Because of my weight, because not only yep. are my muscles weaker, but I have weight sitting on my pelvic muscles that are putting pressure on them. So the weakening is actually happening faster because of this. So I'm in pelvic floor therapy right now trying to solve the issue. And again, it will not be fully solved until no. I lose the weight. Yep. And that's just the beginning list of issues I have. And I'm only 40. Yep. And it's in, this is, look, it's embarrassing. It's not fun to sit here and list out all the issues I'm having. No, it, it, I can't imagine it not being embarrassing, but I got to say, 
my fucking serious respect to this woman. Like, I mean, serious, serious, serious respect to her. Uh, was these are the issues I had. Now, keep in mind, for most of my life, I have been this big and have had zero health issues. I'm at the age of 40 now, and I can tell you this. If I do not get this weight off, I don't think I'm going to make it to C50. Nope. Because I have so much wrong, and stuff yep. that's going wrong quick. Like, yeah. it's quick. Like, mobility issues. I noticed the other day. I noticed the other day, for example, I sat in a chair at a restaurant that was a little bit low. I had trouble getting out of the chair. I had trouble getting out of the chair. That has never happened to me before. Like... I had to pry my, like, to get myself up. Like, I was so low, and I thought, I need help getting out of the chair, but I'm too fat, and I'll kill somebody if they try to lift me out of this chair. Yep. And I'm 40. That's a terrifying thought. That's a really terrifying thought that I'm starting to have trouble with, like, walking long distances, getting out of chairs, going upstairs, lifting things. Things that were never an issue are suddenly becoming an issue because, you see, when you have this much excess weight on you, your body can handle it to a point. And when it hits that point, your body's like, okay, I've been doing this and I can't do it anymore. And that's where I'm at. It's okay to love yourself. And you should 100% love you at whatever size you are, because if you don't love yourself, no one else will love you like you love you. Like right. you have to be your best advocate. You have to be your best cheerleader. You have to be the person that fights for yourself because no one else will. So I 100% believe that you should be body positive in the sense that you love yourself enough to be the best you that you can be. But please do not buy into this lie, but it is okay to be morbidly obese for years because you might be okay now. You might be okay for the next 10 to 15 years. But I guarantee you there is going to come a time when your body can't do it anymore. No and shit. when you hit that point, your health is going to go to crap really fast. And it's going to be harder and harder and harder to lose the weight and to get your health under control once it hits that point. So please don't be like don't be like me. To be better than me. Become healthy now so, so that you're not at, in your 40s dealing with stupid stuff that you amazing. brought on yourself. All right. This was a really hard topic for me to cover. Again, I'm a little embarrassed about a couple of things on the list, but I really do hope that if at least one person watches my video who's like in their early 20s and feels inspired to get themselves under control, um, then maybe I have done something good. I'm just worried about all of you because I, I did this. I did this to myself and I don't want you to be in that same boat. All right. Please don't send me too much hate. It's okay to disagree. It's 100. You can disagree. I'm going to be checking. I'm um, just... But any hateful comments, I will delete because. I'm just letting everybody know that I'm going to be checking back on that uh, often, often. I just, I cannot, I hope I, 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 sh I shared the link to her video. I cannot possibly tell you how much respect I have for this woman for multiple reasons. One, just in a normal society, it's gotta be hard to admit that shit. Like it's gotta be hard to admit all of that shit. You can't wipe yourself well. You can't get up. I mean, like she knows she did it to herself. Mary, her name's Mary. Okay. Mary is awesome. Okay. Her name's Mary. Mary, if you're watching this, please reach out to me. I will, in fact, uh, if you if you want to have a consultation, I'm not saying like I don't think I'm some fucking prize with it, but I would love to fucking uh, at least talk to you, even interview you. We could have you on the channel live. I, I'm super impressed with your candor. Um, I'm going to say, as I say with everybody, I don't think you should monetize your weight loss journey. If you wanted to try to use it to warn people, as you've done with this, outstanding. But, uh, you know, eye on the prize. You 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 know, but I'm super like super impressed and just, I'm, it's, I, I feel like kind of honored to have, to have watched her video, like, and share it with you guys, because the, that's the type of, that's the type of thought process we need. Like people cannot like, just, they cannot just keep thinking that they can, that, that, that it's, it, it catches up to you. Like I, you, you don't know if I'm healthy or not. I fucking have eyes and I know gravity exists. If I throw something in the fucking air, 
it hits the fucking ground. Newsflash, gravity exists. If I throw something heavier in the air, fucking it's harder to throw into the air and it actually comes crashing down harder. Like, I mean, it's fucking reality. You know, like, I, I just don't, I, I just don't, I, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, I understand we don't, we live in like a fantasy land, but you've got to enter the state of reality that realizes that not, and even if, if you're not fat, if you, if it's not a problem for you, but you know, fat people and you do because the majority of people are indeed fat as fuck right now. <laughs> if you have fat people in your life, you care about, which I'm almost guaranteeing all of you do, because again, majority of people are indeed fat. And you see that they're not trying to take care of themselves or not doing everything they can to try to take care of themselves. Don't be a pussy. Encourage them to lose weight. Encourage them to be healthy. Don't be a pussy because that's the easy way out. Political correctness is a lie you say to somebody in the guise of not wanting to hurt their feelings, but actually to save yours from being the person that has to deal with hurting their feelings. It is a coward's ploy to be politically correct. They know you're lying to them. You saying to a person, oh, I'm, you're doing great. You're perfectly fine at 300 pounds. They know you're lying because they're the actual 300-pound person. And they know they feel like shit. And they know that you know that they feel like shit because, again, they fucking you, they know that you see them move around. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says if we would actually view a 300, 400, 500-pound person walking around on a daily basis when we actually see them. You know they are in pain. You know they are not healthy. And you know they do not feel well. None of them, it's not like they ever like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling great. No, they're not like that because they're in pain because they are indeed fat as fuck. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just reality, just absolutely reality. I wish her much success on her journey. Me too. Me too. What a, what a great, great video. That's what Alan keeps saying. been saying for years. Love yourself enough to take care of your health. Exactly. She is impressive. Uh, just the fact that she's scared about receiving hate for that show that shows how out of control Hayes has gotten in society. That is, that's very fucking true. That just because she's so worried about receiving hate for telling the, her truth, her truths about her physical conditions, that is crazy. Very good point, Annie. Very good point. But that is the truth. She's worried about, I, I don't give me too much hate. What sort of hate? She listed off all the shit that's wrong with her and how she should try, and she's trying to help people avoid it. Like she's doing a kind thing, very, like a kind thing that cannot fucking be easy at all. It can't, it can't like to talk about how you're having trouble wiping yourself. I mean, that can't be an easy thing. How you had to buy a tool to wipe yourself. That can't be an easy thing. And she's worried about people hating on her for it. Crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Everyone in this chat should defend her in her comment section. I fucking plan to. I absolutely do. So listen, guys, I will be back at 7 in the morning. I got to get ready for uh, I gotta get ready for Crystal to run me through a circuit course training class. You can actually join the classes if you want to. Uh, you can just join our app right here. You can buy the book, Fuck Being Fat, Solve Your Weight Problems Once For All, and you get the app for free for a month along with the book, or you could just sign up for our coaching. That is where my wife and I talk to people on a daily basis with individualized conference calls every single week. Um, and we help you adjust your life bit by bit by bit to a healthier one. Uh, no morbidity back in stock in about hopefully uh, a week to two weeks period of time at the very latest. I hope all of you have a very, very, very good day. Goddamn.